This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to be here tonight. We invite the Holy Spirit to come tonight, bless this program. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over the airwaves and over everyone that would tune in tonight. Thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Gary, over to you. Okay, well, you're going to connect with Linda Armstrong. We've got her uh, connected right now. Yes, sir. Ready to go. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's wonderful. And uh, good evening, Linda. Good evening. Well, it's wonderful to have you on, and um, I am hoping that your sister and uh, her daughter-in-law is uh, feeling better. She's been... Uh, been sick for a couple of weeks, and uh, we're praying for her full recovery so that she can join the ranks of our speaking and group. <laughs> so, um, and I'd like to say uh, good day and good evening to fellow listeners. It's great to have you back, and uh, to our first-time listeners, well, welcome. Uh, we love that you choose to listen. And most every week we have guests who have traveled the world or have an awesome testimony or written a best-selling book, and you'll uh, hear all about it on the Mega Man Radio. And I need to tell you that today... At the end of the meeting, uh, we'll have worldwide communion, so you may want to get a cracker or some bread and a cup of wine or some grape juice before the program begins. 
or whatever you'll be using as uh, God looks at the repentant heart more than he is concerned what's in the cup because he wants a repentant heart so he can offer them eternal life. And uh, now on with our program, a seed is planted is going to be the name of the program. A seed is planted, and uh, many are planting seeds of faith in uh, many a child or youth, or in, uh, we've had some people that have been in the military, and uh, they're executive officer, (laughs) sent them to um, get saved. So um, we're going to start off with Linda Armstrong, who's also known as a youth pastor at Morning Star Church. So, um, Linda, tell us uh, you were, I think you said you were born in Chicago, Illinois, yeah. and uh, lived there until the age of 11, where you were uh, taking elementary education, and then you uh, moved on with your family and to Tucson, Arizona. Did I get that right? You got it right. Okay. Then at the age of 22... She moves to Arkansas. Now, during all this time, the devil wanted to stop her because she had a call on her life. And you know what? We all have a call on our lives. And unfortunately, many of us don't find out about it until much later in our life. But at age eight, you gave your life to the Lord during revival. Tell us about it. Yes. I was eight years old, and um, I remember I was, um, that night I'd come home from school and had a lot of homework, and I didn't want to go. And about two weeks before that, my dad had felt very led of the Lord to speak to me about how it would feel if the Lord was dealing with me. And he said to me, should you ever be in a church service or somewhere and you begin to feel like almost like you have a lump in your throat, like um, you want to cry? He said, the Lord is dealing with you. So the pastor, the, the evangelist gave the altar call. And one of the things my dad told me, he said, now, um, these, you may hear another voice when that happens to you, and that voice is going to tell you not to do it, not to come forward. Wow. And so um, I did. I heard uh, the, past, the, the evangelist gave the altar call, and I, he talked about hell that night. And for, I've, I've learned, I've known Jesus, known about Jesus, my whole life, but everything, it was like someone turned the light bulb on, and I finally understood. And he said, you know, it's a real place, and it would be like a, like a pit that you would never get out of. And he, 
And that night, um, when he gave the altar call, I started feeling just like my daddy told me I would. And I felt that lump in my throat, like I wanted to cry. And I heard that other voice. And that other voice that spoke to me was not God, it was the devil. And he said, you don't need to do this now. Your mom was 11 years old when she got saved. Don't do it. And all I could remember is what my daddy said. And he said, you just go on forward because that's, the, that's just the devil. And you go forward and receive him. And I did. And I got saved that night. Wow. <laughs> now, I understand that that was not, that was just the beginning. Tell us about what followed in the days ahead. Yes. Yeah, so um, after that happened to me, I'm going to tell you a little, I want to share this with everyone as well. After I received Jesus, I came home from church that night and my daddy said, um, you feel really good, don't you? Because you know, when you receive the Lord, it does feel good. Now, some people, when they receive the Lord, they may not feel a bunch of warm and fuzzies, but a change has happened in your heart. And so when I got home, I was I had so been touched by the Lord. My dad said, you feel great, don't you? I said, yes, I do, Daddy. He said, well, I'm going to tell you something. You may not feel that way all the time because you, some days there might be a liar. The devil may speak in your ears and say, you're not really saved. And so I, he said, and you know what you do when you say when that happens? You say, oh, no. I'm saved. I received Jesus. You leave me alone in Jesus' name. And sure enough, just as Daddy said, those things did, do, did happen, and they do happen to you. Sometimes after you receive the Lord, the, the devil will come around and try to tell you that you didn't receive him. It's just a lie. It's just a lie. And so um, a few more nights later, we were having revival service. We were went to another revival, and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I received, I didn't really understand, and I received. It was more like um, I asked the Holy Spirit to come into my heart, and uh, he did, um, but I didn't know really how to yield to him. I was, um, there was, a lot of people saying lot to, for me to do lots of different things, and, um, but I did receive. Now, as time went on, when I married my husband, um, he, I married him, and he said, Linda, you have the Holy Spirit. Why don't I ever hear you praying in tongues? And he just really irritated me. I thought, well, what right do you have to ask me that? And so... But I desired that I would do that. I just didn't know how. I knew how to yield a little bit, but I didn't know completely how. And so some time went by, and my husband's dad was our pastor, and he said, you know, you all need the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in the Holy Spirit every day because it's wonderful. It does. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, God's words are coming out of your mouth, and it's wonderful, and it refreshes you, and it makes you feel so much better. And so he would talk about this all the time, but I didn't know how. And so I would pray, and I would seek the Lord, 
and I would say, Lord, I don't know. I don't know about this. And um, I would dream about it. And one night I was in a church service, and the Holy Spirit had moved in the most wonderful way, and people all over the church were, were crying out to God, and they were praying and seeking the Lord. And my mother-in-law came walking over to me, and she laid hands on my head, and she said, you have been like a little bird in prison, but I have come to set you free. And the, the power of God fell on me, and as I began to pray in tongues, I prayed in every kind of tongue you can imagine. I, pr- I know it was all kinds of tongues, and because the Holy Spirit not only speaks in an unknown tongue, but he speaks in a known tongue as well. It changed my life when that happened to me. There was a, a, a boldness that came, a comfort that came that I had never stepped fully into because though I had received, I didn't have my prayer language. And it changed my life from that day forward. I've never been the same. And I've never quit speaking in all those different tongues. As a matter of fact, I know one night I was standing in a, in, I was living in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was in a church service, and um, we had a, a, a guest there. Jesse Duplantis was there, and he was praying for the sick, and I was singing in the choir. And I was just worshiping God and praying in tongues. And after it was all over with, the, um, this lady that was standing behind me in the choir stopped me, and she said, do you speak Japanese? And I said, no. And she said, well, I'm a Japanese teacher. And you were praying in fluent Japanese. You were praying the most beautiful prayer of Thanksgiving. I've had this happen to me more than once. I have a friend who lives in Costa Rica, and I have called her before um, and prayed with her on the phone and started praying in tongues. And I don't speak fluent Spanish. And before it was over with, she said, Linda, Linda, do you know what you just prayed? And I said, no, I don't. I was just praying in tongues. And it was a word from the Lord in her native tongue. And so what I want to say about the Holy Spirit, he wants to use your tongue. And it's so wonderful. If you've never received him, you just don't know what you're missing. Awesome, awesome. So you just opened your mouth, and and something came out, and the right. practice made it perfect. <laughs> Actually, that night, that didn't even happen. It was I was released because there was a bondage there. I needed the Lord to help me. Something when when my mother-in-law laid hands on my head, something came off of me that night. And when that happened, I was released to pray, and it changed everything. Everything changed after that moment. Wow. I understand that you and your husband um, both spoke in tongues, and that uh, you needed to know more, so you both enrolled in a Bible college graduating with the blessing of the Lord. Tell us about it. Yes, we went to, actually I've been to two Bible schools that I've graduated from. 
um, went, I went to uh, Agape School of World Evangelism in Little Rock, Arkansas. My husband did as well. And, um, and then I went to the church that I grew up in, um, to their Bible school. Sure did. Wow. Now, the Lord used you in your church summer camps uh, in Arizona, and I guess your sister was doing the same thing. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Uh, I started going to summer camp when I was just a, probably about eight years old. And then as the time rolled on, um, I um, got involved in camp, and like from the time I was probably 14, I, you know, started out as a camp counselor, and I was a camp teacher, then I was a camp evangelist. Um, I've done a little bit of all of that. And my sister, uh, when I moved to Arkansas, we were both co-directors for, for our church, the Church of God of Prophecy there, for the children's ministry. Um, so we've done those things too. Um, awesome. Gary, can I tell you, t- can I tell you about something that happened to me when I was in yeah. Arizona? When I was in Arizona, um, my family moved there. My dad, uh, we moved there when I was 11. And when I was 14, my dad got sick. Uh, he had a tooth pulled and there was something that happened after it was over with. We had a year of sickness and then he died. My, I was 15. My mom, my sister was nine. My dad, my mother was 46. My dad was 45 when he passed. And during that time after he died, when I heard that he had passed, the phone, the phone call came from the hospital. I was, I went next door to take care of the animals for my neighbors. They were out of town. And I said to the Lord, I cried and I said, Jesus, Will you be my daddy? I need you. I don't have my daddy anymore, and I need you to be my dad. So after that was over with, I, I realized that after he passed, I said, I'm gonna, I need to know the Lord. I, I don't need to depend on my mom. I've got to depend on God. And so during that time, our pastor um, started he was asking people at the church, he said, the, the people from the church encouraging us to start praying an hour every day. And I said, okay, well, you can imagine with a family that is that young and my mom left with just my sister and I, it was a very hard time. She was grieving deeply. It was kind of really tumultuous in our home. Everything had changed. And I started coming home from every day from school. I'd get off work at school, probably three-something, and I would come home, and I would go to the very back room of our house, which is a bathroom, and I would pray. And I didn't feel anything lots of those days. I would call on the Lord, and I would tell him how I felt and everything that was going on. And, you know, I would, but I was so desperate, I'd just keep coming back there every day. And as the time progressed, I would, you know, many days I would go and it was like, you know, okay, you've talked to God, but I didn't feel any different, but I just kept talking. 
Because, see, when you pray, sometimes you don't feel anything. But that doesn't mean the Lord's not listening. A lot of those days when I went back there and prayed and I didn't feel anything, I got answers to prayer immediately. And while I would be back there, the Lord would speak to me. And I didn't know how to yield in my prayer language. And my mother would say, Linda, you're spending all this time praying. Why aren't you praying in tongues? And uh, that's when I told her I didn't know how. But God would talk to me. And English words would come out of my mouth. He would reveal things to me. And so that was the place, my prayer room, that room back there was the place that I learned to survive. It was my survival room. I was telling someone this story the other day, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I I heard these words, and it was, my survival room became, my place of this survival became the place that I learned to live. And what happened to me is I learned to many things from the Lord because he was teaching me. I would go in and I would talk to him and I, my faith began to rise up. I began to, he would instruct me. I would, uh, he would answer my prayers and as time, and there would be changes. There was changes in me. He taught me that he really did love me. And that I should keep praying whether I heard, I saw anything different or not, or if I even felt anything, because he was still listening. So that was, that changed my life. I learned to know the Lord, to really know him in that bathroom in the back of my mom, mom and dad's house. And so it was a place of change. It changed me. And it really laid the foundation, along with what I had been taught my whole life, I, that time alone with the Lord is what laid the foundation for, for the rest of my life. Did so, your sister, I just thought that I was to tell you all that. <laughs> Did your sister uh, also receive a revelation uh, through the oh. bathroom? Well, no, because God does things different for all of us. Because yeah. remember, my sister was nine when my dad passed. She was so young that when we were at the funeral home, she touched his body and she said, oh, mama, he needs a blanket. He's cold. So yeah. her relationship with the Lord began to grow. Oh, yes, my sister follows the Lord and really sought the Lord for all these years. But we we grew from those things that happened to us. So. Yeah. I, um, I uh, really am impressed with uh, your commitment to the youth of your church. Tell us what caused you to do that. Well, um, um, I'll tell you the beginning. Um, when um, my mother also passed away when I was 31, and um, after she had passed, um, one day I was at home with my children. I've got two, two children, and they were real little, and I was babysitting another baby, and I was rocking that baby, and while I was rocking that baby, I wasn't thinking about God. It had been a terrible day. It's been one of those days as a mom, you think, oh, I failed today. 
and um, the Lord spoke to me, and I will never forget these words. He said to me, um, you know you're sowing seeds. And I said, what do you mean I'm sowing seeds? And he said, you're going to minister to masses of children, but they won't be drawn to you by your magnetic personality. They'll be drawn to you by my anointing. And so I got those words, and I said, okay, all right. I don't know what, how this is all going to happen. But as the years have went by, I was involved in children's ministry. I've done vacation Bible schools, camps, been involved in camps and all kinds of things. And um, I was actually, before I got my job at Morningstar, I had um, um, just kind of laid it all on the line. And I didn't know I was going to get a job there. It was just the Lord's doing. He set the whole thing up. And I was in a church service, and uh, my my son was uh, in another service, and he was spoken to by um, the pastor that was there at the time and said, where is your mother? And that's how it all began. I got my job there. Um, I love children. Um, they are are so precious. They are. They can receive. Um, as a matter of fact, last Sunday in our children's church, um, I, I teach the six to nine year old class, um, as well as I had head up the children's ministry. Um, we were having prayer every Sunday. We. Uh, let the kids have the kids to come forward if they need prayer. We'll have a prayer line, and well, they'll just ask for prayer for all kinds of things. I pray for animals and moms and dads and scraped knees and all kinds of things. And uh, but I also bring up kids in the in the class and to be the prayer team. So this last Sunday morning, we had been through everyone had, had been through the line and gotten prayer, but one of our workers. One of the volunteers, that adults, walked up and said, I need prayer this morning. And he had got his nose had been hurt, and he had, was in terrible pain. And so I asked one of the little boys to lay hands on him and pray for him, and, we did, and he did. And just as the moment he finished praying, he, uh, the worker, uh, his name was Pierce, and he said, I'm healed. The pain is completely gone, and it was just amazing, but it was an instant healing. In children's church, we have children that receive Jesus as their Savior. We have children that get baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have, I had one of the children got up last Sunday. She's my granddaughter. She actually got up, and I give them a chance to try things out. They get a chance if you want to lead worship, if you want to get up and sing, if they get a chance to do that. And so I had asked my class who wanted to have an opportunity to speak in class, and my granddaughter raised her hand, and so I told her um, she prepared, and she came to class that morning and taught, and she was really cute. She got up and told us a few Valentine's jokes as she began she began, and then she told us, read from 1 Corinthians 13, and talked about love, and Ruth and Naomi, and it was wonderful. But see, these children, they are, they, when they receive the Lord, 
they can do anything that we do. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. And people would not think that a child could heal a person in pain. And there you're showing them the power of God's Holy Spirit in them and how it works through them by invitation to do just what you did. Yes, it's amazing. It's just amazing. The week before, we had prayer. And in that day, my, I, I needed, I didn't say anything, but I, my, uh, my back was, was hurting me a little bit. And um, one of the little girls walked up to me and said, Miss Linda, I'm supposed to pray for you. Can I pray for you? And she laid hands on my back. It didn't happen instantly, but within a few hours. I was healed. So awesome. awesome. It's real. Well, I I had a heart for the the youth in our churches, and uh, actually, uh, uh, the kids just wanted to hang out. And I said, "Oh no, we don't just hang out. We do something. You can do it or not do it." But we're going to do something. I, I took them swimming. I took them camping. I, we uh, did uh, uh, salvation of people's lives on ice by using a ladder to reach them. And uh, we, we did all kinds of things. Well, the, the town wasn't used to this. And we had people joining from every church. I had a, a group that was three times the size of our church. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 it uh, gave them focus and planning and, uh, you know, exposure. And uh, uh, my son was just about 10 years old at the time, so a few times I took him along, and uh, he remembers that. And um, But the people, the people, the young people really enjoyed my, my kind of, control of the situation, and they started making their own decisions, and uh, it became a place uh, well, well attended. So, so tell us some of these stories that you have where people have been speaking in tongues or laying hands on the sick or uh, some situation that was uniquely different? Tell us. Okay. Okay. Well, um, not last year, but the year before in Vacation Bible School, I direct Vacation Bible School, um, we, uh, 
Vacation Bible School, we do fun things, but we always give the children an opportunity to receive Jesus. And, you know, uh, we had had 15 at least that had received Jesus. And um, I had been praying, and I had said to the Lord, I would re- Lord, I'd really like for the, some of these children to re- receive the Holy Spirit. And um, that night, it just seemed like we were had to be in a hurry. And I walked away from it um, uh, as they went to their classes. And I thought, oh, Lord, I said, Lord, I think I've messed up. Will you forgive me and give me another chance? And so that night, I actually had to cover for one of the teachers because she had to leave early that night. And I had to teach her class. So I went to her class. And there, her class was the eight and nine year olds, uh, or seven and eight year olds, one, one of the two of them. I think it's eight and nine. Anyway, we were. I went to her class, and um, when I got there, we started out, and they had made some tie dyed t shirts, and so we were um, passing those out. And all of a sudden, I felt the Holy Spirit get a hold of my belly. And sometimes when I feel led to pray, it's almost like I, something has grabbed me in the middle of my, in the very middle of me. And I said, I stopped what I was doing and I said, we have to stop this right now because I'm supposed to pray in tongues. And I began, I, and so I started praying in tongues and I told them if they did to join me. Well, I looked around after I prayed in tongues for a minute, and I still felt this heavy burden. You must. And um, I said, how many of you have received the Holy Spirit? And they, I said, who would like to? And hands went up all over. And I said, okay, um, here's what we're going to do. I said, first of all, have you received Jesus as your Savior? And I had one little girl that said, I don't know whether I have or not. I said, okay, would you like to receive him as your Savior? And she said, yes, I would. And I said, so let's pray. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're the Savior of the world. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I'd like for you to come into my heart. Would you come into my heart? Would you save me? And so she, she asked the Lord, and she got saved. And I said, okay. So now you're ready to receive. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to, I'm going to continue to pray in tongues. But before I do, I want all of you to get very quiet. I felt that they were to just be quiet and just stop. Let's ask the Lord and then let's stop and be still. So we did. And I said, some of you, as you're here, as you're still, all of a sudden you're going to hear something and you're going to hear words that you've never spoken before you may hear a syllable you may hear uh, something that you have never have never said before and when you do you need to speak it out well the next thing I know is a little girl raises her hand she happens to be my granddaughter she raises her hand she says nanny this is what I heard and she started speaking in tongues and when she finished these little children all around there all started doing the same thing. Little hands would go up and they'd begin to pray in tongues. And we began to pray in such a holy, 
powerful roar from heaven came up out of us. We began to pray, and 12 children received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the same time. One of them... one of them fell out on the floor when she received, and uh, her, grandma, her grandma talked to me that Sunday after church, and she said, um, I hear something happen in your class. And I said, yes. And she said, well, my granddaughter received. She told me she fell out on the floor. And I said, well, I didn't even know. We were so busy and caught up in the spirit of God. And it happened, it happened we, that we prayed probably in the spirit for about 20 minutes. And after we finished, then it was time for them to go home for the day. But just as I asked the Lord, he answered my prayer, and 12 of those babies got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Awesome. So it was really awesome. Yeah. But I've seen, I've seen them receive, because sometimes everybody receives differently. You know, sometimes you just open up your mouth and the Lord fills it, and sometimes you will hear something. And and that's what happened with them. I heard this was how I was supposed to do it. And when my little granddaughter raised her hand and said, this is what I just heard, and she started saying, well, as she started saying, there came more. Because when you begin to speak, once you get that first, them first words out, you just keep saying the word the Lord gives you till he gives you another one. That's how it works. Awesome. And that's what I told him. Now, anything else that you, you have for time to, to share? Well, we've had, we, we have several, I've had several that, um, have received that received Jesus as their savior um, last year when we gave the altar call in vacation Bible school. Um, when I told, we talked about, I brought the cross that was on the center of, in the center of the stage. And we talked about what Jesus did for us because what he did for us, he paid a great price. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to go to heaven. But he gave his life for us. He laid down his life. And we talked about how, how, uh, how what he has done for us and that how important it is for us to receive him. And uh, when I said, who would like to receive him? Some of these little children, I didn't tell them to, but they came running forward with their hands in the air and received Jesus right then. There are many that have come to the Lord. I've seen them come. They, and, and it's like the most important thing is they need to know what Jesus did. They're not too young to know. Because, you know, the devil wants them to know about witchcraft, magic. He wants them, he wants to grab a hold of them, look at their cartoon, the cartoons that are available for them to see. He starts when they're little. It's never too young for them to come to Jesus. He wants to help them. But we have to be willing to share the gospel with them. They need to know. Yeah. They need to know. If we don't yeah, tell them, and... who's going to tell them? The devil's got a plan for them. Are we, we have to make up our mind. Are we going to make a difference? Are we going to help this generation? Instead of talking bad about them, uh, you know, this, the things that the enemy is trying to do right now, he wants to destroy children. He hates them. And they need to know that Jesus loves them, and he loves them no matter what. 
He loves them. There's not anything greater than that relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the mighty Redeemer, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. And they need to know. You know, um, Linda, it's it's a sad thing that uh, so many churches do not introduce uh Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And uh, they may not know how to do these things or, or, or what level of approach is to be made. Can you give out a, a, a place where they can uh, contact the church or contact you or contact the youth department and and find out these things because I never heard one of these things said in my church. Well, see, with me, I was taught, I was like Timothy in the scripture, I have uh, from a child, I, le- I learned the Holy, Holy Scriptures, but I have been taught, I had wonderful teachers all down through the years that taught me the Word of God. And so the first place is the Word. It's not hard. These are, it's a, these are simple truths. It's, the Bible says that His Word, He reveals things. He doesn't reveal things to the wise and prudent, but He revealed them unto babes. Even when Jesus went through um, uh, the the city on the donkey and um, and they began to say, sing Hosanna, Hosanna, there were children. The children were singing. The, the children's praise was the most perfect praise of all because some of those people just wanted Jesus because they were having political problems. But the children were praising God purely. And so... Just simplicity. It's just simple truths. Just simple truths. Jesus, you all, I want to introduce you to my friend. He, this is, we, when I teach, we, in our children's church, from the, from the babies on up, we start and we go through the life of Christ. We talk about, well, when first thing that happened, he was born. We talk about that, and then as the and we and we just go through his life, and we talk about him. But it's a it's just the simple truth. When they find out that Jesus is real, and my little granddaughter said to me when she was three, "Nanny, Jesus is pretend, isn't he?" And I said, "Oh no, he's not pretend. He's really real." He's really real, and people need to know that. And, and and maybe some of the people listening right now, you might have had those very thoughts. It sounds like when people are praying, it's just pretend. But I assure you that the Savior I pray to is very, very real, and he loves you more than anybody you've ever known. He cared so much. He left the deity he had in heaven, he left heaven to come to earth as, as a man. He was born of a woman so that we and lived his life, then died on the cross for us, 
then he uh, was put. He was put in the tomb. He actually went to hell during that time and took the keys from the from the enemy, and rose up from the dead. People saw him alive, walking around. He they saw him, and then as the time as the days went by. One day he was with his, all of his followers, and he began to talk to them, and he ascended up. They watched him fly, go up into the air. He lost gravitational pull from the earth and went up into the clouds. He's real. That's who lives inside of me. That's who lives inside of you. The Lord, the Lord really, it's, it's, it's real. He's really, really real. And if, they, and if there are some information, maybe some information, I, I would be glad to give you my um, email address. At ki- it's kids, K-I-D-S, at mstarm.org. Kids, K-I-D-S, kids, K-I-D-S, at mstarm.org. And I would be glad to um, uh, maybe answer some questions or help someone if you need to get your hands on some material, maybe point you in a, in a direction. Well, I, I tell you, having gone 44 years before finding the Lord, and uh, I would tell everyone that, don't think you're alone. There's many a situation, many a church that doesn't go that way, and you find yourself lost in a sea, a sea of unbelief because you've never been told. And I right. want to thank you, Linda, for caring about other people who have a, not a religion, but a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, I know that as a youth, as a young man, I didn't know these things. And somebody said out in a, a church, you got to be born again. I said, what's that? He said, saved. I said, saved from what? And I said, listen to this guy. He's talking foolishness. Well, it turned out that at a Saturday morning men's breakfast, I gave my life to the Lord in spoken tongues. And uh, here I am 45 years later leading people into the kingdom. That's right. So you you have to you have to get in touch with Linda because she's got the truth and the truth will set you free. And uh I uh I tell you that uh, a lot of people uh, here, oh, it's the first Sunday 
of, uh, of uh, the month. What's that? Oh, that's convenient for a Sunday of the month. Well, I take communion every day. And uh, the the thing is, is that I want to have a relationship. I don't want to do a mannerism or a habit because it's the first Sunday of the month. I have to have a relationship. And the only way I can have a relationship is to approach the Lord and ask him into my heart. And uh, as you have done, and as many of them, and I would like to say uh, something here, um, because you have said uh, how you led the children into the Lord. And you know what? I, I have uh, John 3.16. This is uh, a, uh, a John 3.16. Sometimes you can see it in sports stadiums <laughs> where somebody <laughs> is holding up 3.16. <clears throat> but the God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's John three sixteen and 17. And then it goes on in verse 18, that he that believeth on him is not condemned. I thought that you had to earn your relationship and eternal life. And my mom was the daughter of a Methodist minister. And she didn't know either. But I will tell you that before she passed away, she gave her life to the Lord. And that was my opportunity because I was her son. And I, uh, I want to talk about uh, also that uh, how do you do that? Well, you have said that very simply you ask Jesus into your heart. And then could you do that prayer? Oh, sure. That's my honor. This is one of the most wonderful things you can ever do. You just say, Jesus, I believe that you are the Savior of the world. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. 
I believe that you love me. I believe you rose from the dead. I want you to come into my heart. I just pray you just clean my heart. And, Lord, that you would just come to live inside of me because I want you. I want you, Jesus. I want you to be my friend, and I want you to be my king. Would you do that? Jesus, thank you for coming into my heart. It's just that simple. Yeah. That's truly from my heart. Because that's where you're at, Linda. You have a heart for the Lord, and you share that heart with those who have been unbelievers or not informed. You have opened your heart to let them see that Jesus can come into their heart and they can have a relationship, not a religion. And I thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I also want to take communion, and uh, I, uh, the uh, King James Version is, uh, For I have received of the Lord, which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took some bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And I always add, by his stripes, I am healed. So let's take that bread together, you fellow listeners who are prepared. Not so, well then, next week. And uh, let's take that together now. Thank you, Lord, by your stripes, I am healed. It's interesting that uh, Isaiah mentioned this in his writings 700 years before the birth of Christ. So that's really something. And then after the manner, same manner, he also took the cup which he had supper, saying this cup is the New Testament. This is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take it now together. Thank you, Lord.
And I like to say that by your blood shed on the cross, it covers my sins, which are remembered no more. Watch clean by the blood of the Lamb that was slain. And now I would like to say one thing more. And um, this is uh, kind of interesting because it's talking, Linda, about relationship. Now, people get tired of religion, especially if it's been handed down. For, for such generations, there's no relationship. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time, uh, in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. For some of you, the Lord knew that you were going to say that word of salvation and accept Jesus into your heart. And it says, um, And what hath and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. What? You are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be, what? Their God and they shall be my people. Second Corinthians 6. All right, and then it says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And uh, I'd like to say something to you, Linda. You committed your life to an eternity of uh, salvation and healing of the little ones that know the Lord Jesus Christ and have invited them into their heart. And it says in Psalm 91, the Lord says, Because he has loved me, or she has loved me, therefore I will deliver her, I will set her securely on high, because she has known my name, and she will call upon me, and I will answer her, and I will be with her in trouble. 
I will rescue her and honor her with long life. I will satisfy her and let her behold my salvation. Linda, I couldn't pay you a greater compliment than the words of Almighty God through Psalm 91. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for having been on this program. And uh, is there any word of knowledge or revelation that you want to share? Well, what I want, I feel, I feel led of the Lord to pray. Would you mind if I pray? And um, I am going to pray in English in a few minutes, a few seconds. I'll pray in tongues. But I want, I feel that I'm to pray for just a moment. Father, it is an honor to talk about you. Jesus, we just love you so much. You are the greatest, the most wonderful. You are the high, uh, uh, you're on high. You're with us wherever we go. We just love you so much, Jesus. And Lord, we pray for every listener. There's people that are going through all kinds of hardship right now. There are some people, Lord, that are needing healing in their bodies. Lord, we are we speak to their bones, people that are having bone issues in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for healing. By the stripes of, of Jesus, bones are healed. Lord, I thank you that necks are made whole today. Oh, I say necks be made whole. May your neck be made whole in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that those that are dealing with all kinds of respiratory problems and and all kinds of issues in their body, some of them are dealing with things that they don't really know what they are. And, Lord, you know what they are. You made these bodies that we have. And I just pray in Jesus' name that these bodies, their bodies will work to how they are meant to work to begin with. You didn't come into the world with these problems. And, Lord, we're asking, Lord, that healing come in Jesus' name. And, Lord, those that need to have a deeper walk with you, they just, they've heard about you. And maybe they received salvation tonight. And they say, well, what do I do now? Well, Here's what you do when you wake up in the morning. You say, good morning, Jesus. Would you help me through the day? Thanks for this beautiful day. And Lord, and then as they go on through the day, they might say, would you help help my family today? Would you, Lord, I've got some friends that are sick. Would you heal them? And, Lord, I pray that all through the day that they would begin to talk to you because it's relationship. When you receive the Lord, it's about our relationship with you, Lord. We want to, it's inviting you everywhere you go. Lord, you come with me when I go shopping sometimes. I'll say, Lord, will you help me to go shopping? Will you help me to find a good deal today? And I've, you've helped me do all kinds of things. 
And so I just ask you in Jesus' name that you would, and those that are brokenhearted, maybe things that have happened to you, and it's horrible what you've had to go through. Well, Lord Jesus, you said in your word that you heal the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds. And in the name of Jesus, we just pray for healing of that brokenness in your soul. Lord, those that have been betrayed, Lord, nobody knows about betrayal more than you. We just ask you in Jesus' name to please touch their hearts today. Mend the brokenhearted, Jesus. Please take care of them, Father. We just ask you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You said in your word, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock, knock, and the door will be open to you. Lord, when we begin to knock at the door and ask you to help us, you open the door. And there you are. Call on you when you're, when you're, you can, we can, we can call on you when we're mad. We can say, I'm having a rough day. I'm mad. And, and you say, help. Would you help me? Lord, we can call on you when we're sad. We can call on you when we're happy. Lord, you just want all of us. And so I pray you would reveal yourself to this, to all these people that are listening right now. Those that are hurting right now, we just pray that you'll heal, heal them in Jesus' name. We just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I just want to pray in the Spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we've used up our time and. Uh, I would just say that it's been a blessing beyond belief of your heart, your soul, and you've given encouragement to many a person who didn't even know there was a relationship. And uh, my ministry is justintimeministries.com. And uh, any of you who would like to send a a commentary or questions because you didn't know about this, don't forget what Linda has said. And if you want to uh, send me uh, a commentary, Just In Time Ministries, 15 at gmail.com, that's justintimeministries at gmail.com, and uh, I'm only five minutes from the church. (laughs) So thank you, thank you, thank you, Linda, and uh, you've given people hope where there was no hope, and the truth will set them free. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you for having me. Sister Linda, it was a real honor and pleasure to have you on. And if someone would like to contact you and your ministry, is there a way they can do that? Yes, they can contact me at kids, K-I-D-S, at mstarm.org. 
Give that out one more time. K-I-D-S at M-S-T-A-R-M dot O-R-G. Fantastic. Brother Gary, what would you like to title this message for the archive tonight? Oh, we got an answer. A seed is planted. I love it. I love it. Great, <laughs> great broadcast tonight. Uh, Sister Linda, we hope to have awesome. you on again. And Brother Gary, thank you for setting this up tonight. We'll send you a copy. God bless both of you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. You're welcome. So thank you for much. having me. It was fun. Well, you were a blessing unto God. And, and God thank you for those scriptures. Those, thank you for those <laughs> scriptures you spoke over me. That was powerful. I receive it. Yeah. All right. Well, God bless you. See you soon. See you next time. Okay. All thank right. you Bye-bye. very much. Praise the Lord, folks. Let me save that, and we'll be back in just a minute. Uh, we're going to set up now for our next program. We're going to have special guest Matt Marnark coming up next. Here we go. Hold on.